0: Now, I don't know what your, your week was like. Um, man, it was a crazy week for our nation. Uh, I found myself about halfway through the week just exhausted, just, just so just so tired. I don't know if you felt that way. I'm just like, God, would you just please let us like fast forward through the chaos of this year? Let us hit reset, turn a new page, whatever your metaphor is. And I found myself just so like emotionally and kind of mentally fatigued by what was going on in our nation. But our family... Um, uh, personally had this little reprieve toward the end of the week where we were kind of able to, to to really just lift our eyes above all of the, the chaos of the moment and, and just celebrate. And, and what we got to celebrate was my youngest son, Judah. He turned six on Friday. And uh, so shout out to Judah. I know you're a home buddy watching this. And, and it, was, it was such a gift you know, for us, kind of in the middle of this chaotic week, to, to stop as a family and to go, man, we're just going to celebrate this little dude that we love so much. And so I don't know what birthdays are like in in your house with your family or your roommates, your friend group, whoever it is that you celebrate birthdays with. But in our home, we've tried to create a really intentional culture around birthdays. And it's a culture that's really marked by two things. It's marked by honor and it's marked by generosity. And so whoever's birthday it is in our family, we go, hey, we want to mark this day with both honor and generosity. And so what that looks like is we say, hey, we're going to use this day to just honor Whoever it is that was born, really we should probably honor Sydney since she did all of the hard work of giving birth. Uh, to our kids, but we honor whoever it is that was born. And so on Friday, we were honoring Judah. Um, You know, we'll sit around the table and we'll literally just one after another, we'll just speak words of life into whoever's birthday it is. And so we'll say, hey, Judah, here's where we see God at work in you. And here's what we've seen God doing in you this year. And so uh, we try to create a culture of honor. We uh, we try to make whatever food they want to eat for breakfast and lunch and dinner. We try to do whatever activities that person would find fun because we believe that on this moment, on this day, it's important to just stop And to say, hey, how can we honor uh, this special person? But it's not just about honor, it's also about generosity, because we actually believe that honor leads us naturally to generosity. And so when you honor somebody, there's this thing in your heart where you just want to bless them with uh, maybe the gift, uh, physical gifts, presence, you know, Uh, maybe it's um, the gift of your presence, just being together, you know. But we go, hey, we want to just honor you with the outpouring of our generosity to show that you matter. So that's the way that we celebrate. Uh, our family uh, when we're celebrating birthdays. And I remember years ago, right after we'd started Ethos, we are coming up on Ethos' first birthday. And as a church family, we really believe that generosity and honor are important, but that those things just ultimately flow out of celebration. And that we think as the people of God, we were literally called by God to stop and to celebrate at least once a year, if not more, to go, man, where have we seen God at work? What do we see God do? And to turn all of that reflection into both honor and into generosity. And so I remember years ago, as we are getting ready to celebrate our church's birthday, we said, hey, how are we going to do this? You know, we don't want this to be a day about us. This is not a day where we're celebrating ethos. This is a day where As a church family, we are celebrating God. We're going, God, what have you done? What have you done over the last year? What have you done over the last decade? Like, What have you been doing in our midst? And so every year on our birthday, whether we're together or what we're doing right here, whether we're scattered out, we use this day to reflect and go, hey, God, where have we seen you at work in our life? And we turn those reflections into honor. And then we take up a special offering. We live generously um, towards Jesus' church all over the world. And so we give away 100% of our offering on this day. And we're going to do both of those things uh, together this morning, a little bit differently than we typically do. Um, but as I was reflecting on the moment we find ourselves in, I kept coming back to this passage in Philippians chapter 4. And so I encourage you to open up your Bibles there. I remember when I was in high school, I had a, a mentor who was discipling me. And I'd gone through this season where I was, I was just a little bit stuck spiritually. Honestly, I was struggling to see where God was at work in my life. I was frustrated by some things. Maybe that's how you felt this year. You know, Maybe you've struggled to see the fingerprints of God in the midst of just ordinary moments. And so I remember uh, the guy that was discipling me as my junior year in high school, he said, Dave, I want you to memorize this passage of Scripture out of Philippians chapter 4. And then once you've memorized it, I want you to practice living it out. And uh, I remember he went on to, to teach me about this passage. He said, here you have the Apostle Paul who was in prison. He was in a really tough season himself. And he's writing to a church that found themselves in the midst of a really difficult season. And he said, Dave, I want you to really take this into your heart, the instructions of God to this guy through the Apostle Paul. Like, like here's his instructions to the church. And he said, I want you to memorize it, but more importantly, I want you to live it out. And as we reflect on what God's done this year, I just want you to hear these words out of Philippians chapter four, starting in verse four. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. And so I love this. He's almost like a dad. He looks at his kids that are struggling. And he says, hey, here's the word of God to you. I want you to rejoice. I'm going to say it again because I don't know that you heard me. He says, rejoice. Like, I don't know if you felt like rejoicing this week. I don't know if you felt like rejoicing this year. I don't know if you felt like rejoicing this morning. But there's, there's something that begins to happen in the life of a follower of Jesus where we say, come hell or high water come disappointment or breakthrough, whatever it is, like we believe that we are a people who have been postured to rejoice. Why? Because we know who we are, we know who God is. And he says, here's the call in your life, he says, rejoice. I'm gonna say it again, rejoice, he keeps going. Look at this in verse five. He says, let your gentleness, let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Now, I don't know if you write in your Bibles, but you should underline that word gentleness. Gentleness, it's not synonymous with passivity. Gentleness is not even synonymous with weakness. This, this picture of gentleness in the scriptures is really kind of defined as strength under control. And so I'll just kind of give you an image to think about what this word means when you say it in scriptures. It's this picture of someone much stronger restraining their strength for the sake of those that are weaker. And so, uh, you know, I think about when I'm wrestling with my boys, uh, we love to wrestle, we wrestle all the time. And you know, not to brag, but I can totally dominate them in wrestling, um, which I should be able to because I'm a grown man and they're kids. But I want you to just picture for a moment: I'm wrestling with my boys, and one of them accidentally elbows me in the nose or in the face. You know, uh, I remember last year having to go uh, to the chiropractor to get my ribs put back in because they jumped off the couch and literally displaced my ribs. You know, that's the kind of wrestling we do in our house. And uh, so, you know, just just kind of painful moments. But sometimes that happens. And can you imagine? Me as a dad, when I, when I get hurt by one of my kids, unleashing all of my strength against them. Like, that'd be crazy. You know, no, what I do in those moments is I actually restrain my strength, and I continue to wrestle with them gently because I love them. It's this picture that you see in the scriptures. It's what you see with Jesus when he's on the cross and the world is coming against him, Jesus had strength that he could have used. He could have, he could have brought justice right there in the moment. He could have brought, um, uh, you know, vengeance against his enemies in that moment, but instead he brought peace and blessing and life and love. And I love what Paul is going to say here. He's going to say, hey, in the midst of this struggle you find yourself in, I want you to rejoice always. I want you to live with the strength of God, but I want you to live with it under restraint. Be gentle because God is near. He's near to you in his presence, but he's also near in his return. There's like this two-fold picture that he's given us out of Philippians 4. He says Jesus is getting ready to return. And because of that, you can be patient. You can be gentle. You can be strong. Rejoice always. Be gentle. Look at this in verse 6. It just keeps getting more relevant. He says, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all human understanding, it'll guard your hearts and it'll guard your minds in Christ Jesus. And so Paul says, I want you to rejoice. I want you to to live with strength under control. And he says, I want you to pray both individually and communally from this posture of gratitude. And as you do this, listen to this, he says, as you pray that way, the peace of Jesus is going to protect your heart and your mind in ways that defy human understanding. It's going to defy it. That, that, that people will look at you and they'll go, hey, are you even in tune with what's happening in the world all around you? Whatever side of the aisle you fall on, fall on. like, are you even in tune with the struggle? And you go, yeah, I, I, I am in tune and I'm bringing those things into the presence of God. And I love the way that that unfolds. Look at the end of this. I remember years ago when my mentors asking me to really lean into this. This is what struck me, this last two verses. Verse eight, he says, so finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, I want you to think about these things constantly. That's what he's saying. He said, I want you to dwell on these things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And so I just want you to hear this, this whole passage of Scripture in context. Paul's writing to a group of people He himself was in a hard season, and the people he was writing to, they were in a really tough season. And he said, but this is not the moment to forego celebration. This is not the moment to cash it in and to sit back and to continue to dwell on all the stuff that's around you. He says, this is not a moment to dwell on the hardship of your circumstances. He said, I want you to lift your eyes above that. Rejoice always. Live with strength that is under control because you know that God is near. And individually and in communally, Give thanks to God through the context of your prayers, constantly fixing your mind on whatever's noble, beautiful, excellent, praiseworthy, wonderful. He doesn't say there's nothing bad to think about. He says, but instead of that, fix your heart, fix your mind on the reality of what God has been doing. And he says, as you do this, Jesus Himself, guys, this is not just an idea, this is a reality. Jesus, the living God, comes in and he begins to guard your heart and he begins to guard your mind and he helps you live in ways that nobody else is going to live. And so this morning for our birthday Sunday in the midst of what has been a really unusual year, we're going to practice what Paul uh, calls the church to do here in Philippians chapter 4. We're going to start in this place of, of honor. We're going to go, okay, God, where have we seen you at work in, the, in our midst this year? We're going to reflect on that. We're going to turn that into a place of praise, and then we're going to lean in to some, some things of generosity together, So, I, and just invite you right now. We asked some folks from our church family this week to reflect on where have they seen the goodness of God, and I just invite you to watch this short video, and then we're going to do some things interactively together this morning as we try to put into practice these words. So let's watch this video together.
1: I am grateful to God for not leaving my relationship with Him stagnant when everything else in the world seemed to be at a standstill. I am grateful to God for my niece getting born this year. I had the most
0: exciting thing happen to me. I found my daughter that I had placed for adoption in 1974. We found each other. And that was an answered prayer that I had prayed for 45 years. I'm grateful to God for the Sunday gathering that we've been part of. And I think that for me, I'm thankful for it because it has been a sacred practice that has been familiar and that allows us to recenter and keep the main thing as the main thing when the world is pretty abnormal. Hi, Ethos. Uh, I'm grateful for
1: you. I'm grateful to God for peace, even in a storm.
2: I'm grateful to God for his faithfulness. This year started out as a really uncertain time for our family as we sensed God calling us into something new. Then the world went crazy, and although it seemed as if we should have been even more uncertain to take a huge step of faith, instead, as we clung to Him, we became more and more sure of what He wanted us to do. The Lord has been teaching me this, that I should not forsake faithfulness in the small things like the Word tells us, to persevere in Christ, to press on to the high calling for the prize
1: of which you and I were called.
2: I'm grateful for um, the teachings from all the pastors to always go deeper, to reach higher, to be Christ's hands and feet, to love our neighbors, and to continue in prayer. I'm grateful to God for the opportunities that He's provided this year to speak to my loved ones who aren't followers of Jesus, to speak to them about Jesus' love and His peace, and for the breakthrough that God's provided through some of those conversations.
1: We are grateful to God during this season, especially for our house church, as we've been able to meet in unique and creative ways and actually strengthen our relationships more than they were before.
0: I'm grateful to God for people that I can be vulnerable with, um, whether that's family or uh, or close friends. I think that that's something that we all need to talk about how we're truly doing and having those relationships has just been such a huge blessing. I'm grateful to God for Him searching my heart and for wisdom and discernment for how to navigate difficult transitions. If you're like me, 2020 has been a super tough year and I'm so thankful for those that the Lord has placed in my life.
2: I'm uh, grateful to God for His provision during this time. We were both blessed to uh, keep our jobs, which was a relief, but also allowed us to come alongside friends and family that needed help, whether that was something financial or something emotional and spiritual they needed to share. He's been able to work from home, which has allowed us to have a lot more time together, which has been a really big blessing. I'm grateful to God for so many things, particularly His continual pursuit of my heart as it tends to doubt, wonder, and distrust through this time of uncertainty. I am grateful to God for how He has redefined community for me. I have seen this past year the faithfulness and goodness of God as myself and those around me
3: have stepped out in faith and brave new things and experienced challenges. I have been blessed by getting to be welcomed into families and a deeper relationship as we sit around the dining room table with no agenda.
1: I am grateful for new ministry opportunities. I am grateful for new doors of ministry that the Lord has opened during this time, praying with my brothers and sisters in Australia, in Mongolia, in Nepal. You know, this is just so amazing. I'm just blown away that during this time, the Lord has actually been advancing his kingdom. And so I'm really grateful and I want to say happy birthday. Ethos, we love you and may the Lord bless you so much.
0: You know, I don't know what you are experiencing as you're listening to folks from within our church family just reflect on where they're seeing God at work. But man, my my heart was stirred and in my mind, my like affection for Jesus was stirred up. I'm like, man, God, in the midst of what's been such an unusual year, you've been at work among us in really beautiful ways. And so here's what I want to encourage you to do right now. Um, we're not done for today. We're going to do some interactive things together. But for the next two minutes, I want to encourage you, whether you're on your own or you're in a group of people, to take two minutes to just reflect on where you've seen the goodness of God in your life this year. And so you can get out a piece of paper. You know, one of the things I try to do every morning before I get out of bed is I literally try to name ten things before the Lord. I you know, mean, I'm just so grateful to God, for, uh, to God for what I've seen. And so I want to encourage you right now. We're going to give you two minutes to just reflect. And we're going to share this towards the end of our time together today as we take communion together. We're going to reflect on some of these things out loud. But let's take two minutes right now to reflect on where we've seen God at work, and then I'll call us back together as we do our next part. You know, we're going to give you some more time later as we worship together to reflect on where you've seen God at work. But as we continue to kind of move through this morning together, I just want to invite you to just keep thinking before Jesus. Man, Jesus, where, where do I see you moving? Because, you know, as, as we think about what it means to celebrate our birthday together, you know, we believe this is a day that's marked by both honor and generosity. And what, what happens as we reflect on where we've seen God at work as we begin to turn that into places of tangible praise, that's one of the ways that we go about honoring him. And I believe that that expression of honor always leads us into places of generosity, where we go, hey, Jesus, after we recognize all that you've done for us, we wanna turn and be generous uh, to the people um, uh, that that you love all around the world. We wanna give of ourselves just the way that you've given of yourself toward us. And so every year on our birthday Sunday, one of the things that we do is we take up a special offering and we give 100% of it away to global missions. And typically what we do is we give that offering towards one of our long-term global partners. Um, But this year is going to be different because this year has been different. And so we thought on our birthday Sunday, what does it look like to to do something that reflects the year that we found ourselves in just a little bit more clearly. And so if you've been joining with us on the live stream over the last several months, you've probably noticed in the live chat, um, we've had brothers and sisters that have been jumping in with us from Albania almost every week since late March. And it's been really neat, you know, in the midst of this scattering where we can't be together, God has been connecting our lives with different believers all across the world. And, and, And one of those connections has happened in the country of Albania. And so this morning, uh, here in just a few moments, I'm gonna give you some information on where our our birthday Sunday offering is gonna go. But before we get into any of that, I want you to just hear this story of what God is doing in Albania and how we're gonna to get to be a part of it. So let's watch this
3: story uh, together. Hi, Itos. my name is Claudian. And it's good to be here with you through this video. And I'm here with my beautiful family.
2: And my name is Elkeita. And- we have our two children here, Livia, she's in the first grade, and Matteo is in kindergarten.
3: Yes, and we serve here in north part of Albania. We have a church that we started 10 years ago, and God has been blessing us. We saw a lot of signs and miracles happening, and we strongly believe that God has more and more and more to do with Albania. So we have a great mission. We are serving as a church to bring the gospel to families. Uh, Till now, we have three churches in in, uh, the way to be started. We have one big church in Škoder. We have a church who started in a coffee location. And also we are planting a church in Montenegro. Uh, The need is very big here. People are uh, poor, but also they need help. They need information. They need to know about Jesus as the only salvation. Uh, Albania, it's less than two percent evangelical christians it's more than 70 percent muslims and the rest is other religions so the field is a lot big that we need to operate and bring the gospel to people Uh, we would like to share a little bit with you about our social ministry and also a little about our meetings and what we do in the church so Alkita, can tell a little bit about the work with the ladies and the social ministry
2: yes it's very much in our heart to be near to the people not only with the word but but we, with actions too and part of that is social ministry we do sewing courses with single moms and we are near to them helping with education or school materials school packages even food packages for the families in need we help a lot also old people visiting them in families and trying to provide as much as we can for their daily needs and our heart actually is to be near to each
3: one. So uh, the pandemic came to us. The lockdown was very harsh, very strong. And there as a pastor, I think as every, every pastor, I was desperate. I was, we were thinking, what shall we do? And so how did we know about Ethos? Uh, we just went on YouTube and we needed some worship, some time with God. And then there we met Ethos you were doing live ministry, and uh, it was Pastor Dave who was preaching about Daniel. Since then, I have been looking to Ethos live ministry, and also I invite my team, and I shared with the church, and together we, we saw the worship, and it's amazing the work you are doing. You are a great encouragement for our life and for our ministry, so we are so happy to have you now in our life. Uh, You are part of the ministry here, so we are so happy for that. So please keep praying for us, keep uh, supporting us, and thank you so much for being such a blessing uh, for the mission here in Albania. We love you all, and we pray also for you. God bless you so much. We
2: love you. May God bless you. Many greetings from Albania.
3: Bye-bye.
0: You know, one of the things that I continue to just give God thanks for in this season is the way that He's connected us with such amazing people in the midst of an unusual year. And so I'm excited. I've got Jana Og uh, with me this morning. Jana does a lot of things within our Ethos family. She gives leadership to our prayer gathering on Sunday nights, but you're also one of the real catalysts behind our global mission efforts uh, here at Ethos. And I know when we get you talking about global missions, you could go for days. And there's so much we could talk about what God's been doing in Albania, but What is it that makes you excited about this opportunity for our church family to connect with what God's doing in Albania right now?
1: Yeah, so many things do get me excited, but I think the main thing is how much I see the fingerprint of God on this. You know, I don't know the statistical probability of Him finding us on Ethos. You're great. On YouTube, you're great, but...
0: We've been like, spending lots of money to reach Albania. (laughs) Totally, yeah,
1: yeah. There's thousands of churches in the world, and the Lord just like put us on His homepage. I love that. Um, I think I see so much answered prayer on both sides of this. So a few years ago, when you and Andrew got to go to Macedonia, we met Sasha and Maria. We gave to them last year and really started getting a heart for the Balkan nations, which Albania is in and just started praying, God, will you open doors? We've been praying, you know, once a month, the first Sunday night, we we always have nation staff prayer and we've just, or nation's prayer, and we've been praying, Lord, open doors. Like, we want to be a part of what you're doing. On the other side, they were praying and fasting at the beginning of this year, um, similar around the same time we were. And they were really just praying, God, we want to be a part of your extended family. We feel like we're doing this alone in Albania. Will you open doors? And they specifically felt like they heard God say, I'm going to open a door in America. And they obviously had no idea it would be a virtual door, um, but he did. And he followed through and answered prayers on both sides. And I think the third thing, I just love the the Mm like-heartedness that we have with them. You know, they're ordinary people filled with the Spirit of God who are called to serve in Albania, just like we're ordinary people, filled with the Spirit of God trying to serve in Nashville. And it's been so fun even to see just a lot of alignment and what we our hearts beat for. You know, they love church planting. They're trying to plant 10 churches in 10 years. We love church planting. We love, you know, just seeing that's God's plan A to reach the world. And there isn't a plan B and we want to come behind the bride of Christ. We're also really passionate about unreached people, like people who haven't had the chance yet to hear the best news in the world. And Albania is vast majority of the population doesn't know Jesus doesn't love Jesus so it's been really fun to just see all this alignment that the Lord just put on the tee for us
0: yeah you know I remember one of the things I was I was so touched by even months ago when we got connected with our brothers and sisters in Albania who they're they're with us right now online those of you that are in the live chat you can say hello to them but I, I was so touched because as they as we began to get to know their story just a little bit um, as the pandemic hit, they had to make this choice. Are we going to keep paying rent or are we going to use the, those resources to care for hungry people in the city? Yeah. And they gave up their venues. They gave up their buildings so they could mm-hmm. care for the hungry. I thought, man, that's, that's our heart. That's your heart as a church. Mm-hmm. and going, man, God, what are you doing? How can we get involved? And so one of the things we're going to do this morning, you know, normally we pass around those, those buckets, you know, on birthday Sunday and we give. But here in just a minute, we're going to take up an offering, 100% of it. Mm-hmm. Is going to go to what God is doing in Albania um, up uh, until forty eight thousand dollars, and then anything above and beyond that today is going to go to our global missions fund, our global missions partners. And so a hundred percent of what we give uh, today and really this week for those of you that are watching us later is going to go to this birthday fund. And so there's all of this is posted online at ethoschurch.org forward slash birthday. So if you want to find out um, Where's the where is the giving going? How are we going to use it to resource what God's doing? You can see that there online, but Jan, I would love for you to just give us a glimpse mm-hmm. of a couple of the things you're most excited about, yeah. how this offering is going to advance what God's doing oh. in Albania.
1: Yeah, it's such an honor as we've gotten to know them. I've just seen the hand of God there, and I kept asking, like, Cody, can we help? You know, what are your needs? And at first he was like, no, 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 but I can be pretty persistent, and finally just found out just some needs that they had. And, you know, one cool one, you'll see a car on there, so they recently lost their car kind of a, a car car accident, and they have this heart for surrounding nations, not just Albania, so Montenegro is right beside them, and he told me there's five established churches in the whole country that they know of, and so they're about 30, 45 minutes from the border, and he goes over there once a week, and he sits in coffee shops, and he just tries to find people who want to hear about Jesus, and I'm like, yes, let's get that man a car, help them be missional. I love just helping their family. I mean, they are so, just love their city, want to stretch God's love out. You heard him talk about Old People Month last month, Albania has old people much which is awesome we should have that in America um, but they just went and visited and helped people who were shut-ins and listened to stories and I just want to help them do what God has called them to do in Albania and it's an honor and it's a privilege that we get to be a really tiny part we don't control their ministry we just get to partner and say God we see you moving we would love to help
0: yeah and you know that's one of the gifts if you think about like on a birthday where you give something away mm-hmm. just to just to express love and honor, we say, "God, hey, we see what you're doing in Albania, and we just mm-hmm. we give this gift away, no strings attached, because we see what you're doing there. And we want to be a part of it. One of the things that I love is, you know, they have this ministry. So much of it they do in coffee shops and yeah. in different public spaces, and and they have a coffee shop where the Wi-Fi password is John three sixteen. Yep. <laughs> and so, you know, if you think about when you show up at a coffee shop and you're trying to get on Wi-Fi, you get into the password." Well, the country of Albania is, is so unreached mm-hmm. that a lot of people, they come up and they say, who's John? Is that the owner? Is that the owner of this coffee shop? And it's an opportunity for them to yeah. say, no, it's a verse from the Bible that just gives you a glimpse of how much God loves you. And just everything they do, whether it's in the coffee shop or what they're doing in Montenegro uh, and in different places, we're excited yeah. to be a part of it. And so we're going to jump on board this morning uh, financially. But before we do that, we want to take some time right now to just pray for our brothers and sisters in Albania. And so, Jana, just Mm -hmm. give us two or three things that we could pray about. Once again, if you go online to ethoschurch.org forward slash birthday, you actually see a list of things that you can print off, that you can post on your refrigerator, Mm -hmm. by your bed, at your desk at work, things that you can use to pray throughout the year. As we take the next two minutes to Mm -hmm. pray, what are a few moments uh, for people to pray into?
1: Yeah, I mean, prayer works. This is an example of it. We were praying, they were praying, God connected us. And so I know it's like, oh, we haven't got to meet them yet, we're not there, but a really way we can invest in what God's doing there is just praying. And so it was fun, last Sunday night, it was Nations Prayer Gathering, we got to pray for them. And just to see the Spirit of God moving and breaking people's heart for Albania that had never been there, hadn't really thought of the country, God can supernaturally kind of give us that. And so I'd love to pray just for their family. They are in, it's hard, they're doing this alone. I think he said there's eight churches in their city. Um, There's just not many people. We have a church on every corner. Um, It's hard ground there. And so pray for their family as they're just really trying to lead what God's doing there. Um, Pray for just workers. You know, the harvest is plentiful there. There's a lot of people who don't know the Lord, um, but workers are few and they need people, whether it's native Albanians, whether it's missionaries to come in and just partner alongside them and what they feel like God's calling them to do. Um, and third, play for the churches that they're trying to plant. They've already planted three. Um, they're trying to get some more to just say, hey, people need a place to be able to hear the good news of Jesus. And so pray for the church plants that they already have and the ones that haven't been planted yet.
0: And so that's what we're going to do together right now, whether you're on your own or if the group of people, we're going to take two minutes just to pray. Uh, if, if you're with a group of people, just if one of you would volunteer to just pray out loud uh, for the Our brothers and sisters in Albania. So we're going to throw a slide up on the screen, and then we're going to take some time to pray, and then I'll call us back in for our last piece of worship and communion. Father, we love you and I just thank you for who you are and for what you're doing in Albania. God, we just we love the way that you have used this unusual season to connect us with just your incredible work all around the world. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray that through your spirit, you would strengthen our brothers and sisters around the world. God, you'd help them to be exceedingly fruitful and faithful in the places where you've called them. God, thank you that you've given us the honor Of partnering with them. And Lord, we just say, Would you alone receive all glory and honor? Lord, today, as we give thanks for where we've seen you, this is about you. We say thank you for who you are and for what you've done. As we give freely of our resources, it's about you. And we say thank you for who you are and what you've done. And so, Lord, we thank you for the gift of uh, the year that has been and of the year that is coming. And Lord, we turn all of it to praise. In the name of Jesus, we say amen. And as we enter into this last set of worship, as we get ready for communion, There's just three really practical action steps I wanna invite you to take uh, today. And so whether you do it right now or in the next hour or two, I wanna encourage you to do all three of these things sometimes today. Number one is take a moment to give to what God is doing in Albania. Uh, To give generously and joyfully. You can do that at ethosgive.org. Uh, whether that's $10 or $100 or $1,000 or $10,000, whatever it is that you give it joyfully, and that we're going to give all of that away uh, to what's happening in Albania and to our global mission effort. So make sure you take the opportunity to give. Number two, I want to encourage you sometime within the next 24 hours to, to get out your phone or your computer or your iPad and to record a video of you praying over our brothers and sisters in Albania. Once you've recorded that prayer, you can go to ethoschurch.org forward slash birthday. You'll see a place where you can upload that prayer. And our desire is to send a prayer for every day of the next year to our brothers and sisters in Albania, which means we need at least 365 of you to record a prayer and to send that in. And we're we're gonna send that to our brothers and sisters so they can just receive the prayers. If you think about, if you were living in a mission that was as big as theirs, that was as challenging as theirs, think about how encouraging it would be to receive these prayers and so take the opportunity to give. Number two, take the opportunity to record a prayer and to post it online so we can send it to our brothers and sisters. And last but not least, on that same page, ethoschurch.org forward slash birthday, you'll see a place where you can download the prayer points that we're just praying over the next year over our brothers and sisters in Albania. So if you remember last year, we gave you a poster with our global partners and you could put it by your desk or in your refrigerator and you could pray over those things. We wanna continue to do that because today is not just about today. It's not just about us, but we're saying, God, thanks for who you are and and for what you're doing. So as you're doing those things, we're gonna continue to worship together. You can sing out loud, you can sit and reflect, you can continue that gratitude journal that we started a few moments ago. And then Aaron's gonna come up and send us into a few communion questions, ways that we're gonna celebrate communally to wrap up our day together in a few minutes. We love you, Ethos Church. Happy birthday. We believe the best is yet to come.